Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 7, 1 through 17 is where we're at in a message titled, Too Complicated. Verse 3 says that when he heard, they heard, when he heard, this is the centurion, heard about Jesus, he sent the elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. In Matthew's gospel, the centurion's message that was specifically in Matthew 8, 6, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. So was this guy in a work accident? Did he have a disease? Did he contract something, a polio or something like that, or something that was debilitating him, and he was he was on the verge of death, but not just on the verge of death. It's one thing to be on the verge of death, you know, and you're lying there and, you know, you could die. It's another thing to be dreadfully tormented, to the point where oftentimes, I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you're just like, I just hope I die. Have you ever been there? Anybody? I, I was there. I remember... I got, I went to India and I got a cellulitis in my leg, which was okay, but, uh, you know, it needed some serious antibiotics. And so I took clindamycin. They, they wanted me to take it every six hours, but what they didn't tell me is you got to be careful if you have reflux, because I had reflux and I refluxed the clindamycin up into my throat and it gave me a chemical burn. And I tell you what, I did not care if I lived. I was, I was just kind of hoping I would die because I couldn't swallow water. I couldn't swallow spit. It was awful. You know, and I think sometimes we find ourselves in those places where we're in so much pain that it's just like, Lord, just take me. I don't even, I don't even want to, I can't deal with this anymore. And, you know, and I'm a man, so my pain threshold's probably really low or something. I don't know, but, you know, man colds and all that, you know. But, but notice the centurion sent the elders of the Jews to talk to Jesus. And this is not a normal circumstance. Because the Jews, you know, thinking about a centurion or thinking about a Roman official of any kind, most of them would put them maybe on a lower level than even a tax collector. You know, you think of a tax collector who's taking your money, but here's a guy who's taking your freedom. And, and I don't want, I don't want anything to do with this guy. He's a Roman Gentile. Gentile meant those of the nations, but it also was synonymous with the word dog. And they didn't want anything to do with Gentiles. The, the, the Jewish people would wake up every morning and the men would, would get out of bed and he would pray, literally, God, thank you that I'm not a, a Gentile, a woman, or a dog. That's just the way these Jewish men thought. And so when you think about these Jewish men and they're thinking about this, this guy who, who's a centurion, they would be sent by him to go talk to Jesus. That's pretty, a, a pretty big thing. Not a normal circumstance. Verse 4 says, And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying, The one who, for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. So, and maybe the centurion would have thought differently if he realized that Jesus wasn't a big fan of the leaders of the Jews, or the elders of the Jews all the time. But these guys came, and they, they talk about this. Centurion is kind of an interesting perspective. He's worthy of your help because he's been kind to us. He loves our nation. He built us the synagogue. Probably the synagogue 
there in Caesarea. And, and or not Caesarea, excuse me, Capernaum. That's and that's where Jesus spent a lot of his time, Sabbath after Sabbath after Sabbath, healing people, casting out demons, you know, doing all these wonderful things there in the synagogue that this centurion had built. They, didn't he build it? Did he send his get his hundred guys in his century to go and build the synagogue? But their bare hands, I don't know. Or did he fund it? Probably he funded it. And I can't imagine how much this would have cost this man personally to build a synagogue. But certainly it shows his compassion for the, the people of the Jews, the Jewish nation. So, so Jesus goes with them. Goes with them where? <laughs> goes with them to a Gentile's house. That's crazy. That's not something that you do. Remember in Acts chapter 10, and this was, this was more than a decade later. In Acts chapter 10, after the Holy Spirit had come and the church is born and everything, Peter is led by the Spirit from Joppa to Caesarea to meet a centurion, Cornelius, who feared God, prayed to God, and gave alms to the poor. Another good centurion in, in the Roman Empire. And he goes with him, and he enters into the centurion's house, taking six witnesses with him, and he says to the guy, I just want you to know I've never been in a Gentile's house in my life. We don't do this. This isn't something that happens. You know, this is not something I'm comfortable with. And and yet, because God would care about this centurion, because the centurion cared about God, and, and God would see his heart, this guy has a good heart, he would send Peter to him to get saved. Now, what I find interesting about this centurion in Acts chapter 10 is that he, he doesn't keep it to himself. And I love that. You know, it could have just been him. He was the one who had the heart towards God. He was the one who's been praying to God and giving alms to the poor. And and Peter was sent to Cornelius, to his house. And Cornelius could have easily said, you know, okay, hey, servants, you stay in your quarters. You know, friends, you go home. You know, we don't we have a special guest coming, so we don't want any distractions. But what does Cornelius do instead? Because Cornelius cares about God, he cares about people. And because he cares about people, he invites a bunch of people who don't care. People who aren't seeking God, people who don't, you know, they probably don't care at all about the Jewish people, don't even like the Jewish people. But Cornelius knows God's doing something big, so he invites everybody to his house. And you know what God does because Cornelius cares? He saves all of them. Hundreds of people that gather to Cornelius' house, he saves them all. All these people who don't care. Cornelius cared, they didn't care. You realize that's the way that it works? That's the way that it works for you and me? He kind of waits for us to care, doesn't he? He uses people who care, who are willing to, to ask questions to their non-believing friends or share the gospel with their non-believing friends or invite their non-believing friends over and say, hey, I want to I have dinner with you. I want to talk to you about some important things about the Lord. He, he uses those people to bring people into the kingdom. I, I think that the problem is, is that maybe out of fear or whatever, I think at the end of the day, if we really examine ourselves, I think that we probably don't see a lot of fruit in that arena of our life because we really just don't care enough. We just don't care. We don't care enough to have an uncomfortable conversation or to open the subject or whatever. But Cornelius did, and, and, and because God would look at this, this, this centurion, he would send Peter to him, and so too, Jesus would go to the centurion's house, and he's willing to go into the centurion's house, and he's willing to sit down at the bedside of this slave who's also a Gentile and, and heal him. Something unthinkable. But notice... It says, verse 6, Then when Jesus went with them, 
And when he was already not far from the house, Centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Notice the humility. The Jews said he is worthy. He was worthy because he's a good man. He does all this good stuff. What did the centurion know about himself? I'm not worthy. You know, and it's just a biblical principle. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble, he resists the proud. Here's a man who is, he's, he's in humility. He's like, I'm not worthy. You know, one of the biggest barriers to people coming to know the Lord is they think that they're okay, or they think that they're a good person, or they think that they're, you know, our society is telling everybody, oh, you're a good person. doesn't matter what you do. You got a participation award. Look how good you did. You know, and there's, there's, there's just this idea within our, within our culture that everybody's a good person. But, but if I were to ask you a simple question, hey, if, if we, we have this new technology, all you have to do is put a little, cap on you and it, it reads your brain. Elon Musk came up with it and, 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 and it pulls it into the computer. And then next Sunday, we will just project for everybody all the wonderful things and edifying things you thought during the week. Would you show up to church? None of us would. We'd be like, no way. I'm not coming. I don't want anybody. You never, you, you would never show your face in town again, right? Just from one week of thoughts. And yet, that's where we have to realize is who we are deep inside. Let us not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, but soberly, right? That we should not exalt ourselves, that we should think of ourselves in humble terms. And, and certainly this centurion did. He knows that he's not worthy to approach God, and, and none of us are, except through the blood of Jesus Christ. He is made a way He's the way, truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. Jesus, he paid the way so that we could have fellowship with God. And because of Jesus, we can enter boldly before the throne for help and mercy, grace in time of need. Those, those are the things we have with Jesus. But this guy has the right perspective. Even though they think he's worthy, he doesn't think he's worthy. Verse 7, he says, therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I say, for I am also a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and another, come, and he comes. And my and to my servant, do this, and he does it. <laughs> I, I love this. I love this because this guy, he's telling Jesus how to do his job. You know, I mean, like, you're the healer, and like, okay, well, you're the healer, but this is how you're going to do it. You know, I mean, talk about a guy who's an A-type, you know, leader. This guy's a leader. He's like, this is how it's going to go down. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.